Hello. Welcome to Sterling Partners Equity Advisors Summer 2020 Quarterly Letter Audio Edition. Pandemic Parallels. Here we are, three months later, still all immersed in what I feel safe to say is the weirdest time in all of our lives. The total damage to persons and property has yet to be tallied and may not be fully measurable for a long time. Our small cap value strategies are down a lot, although less than our benchmark year to date, and there is performance detail later in this letter. But by one measure, the total value of the S&P 500, the damage looks modest, which seems odd to a lot of people, and we did some homework on that also further on in this letter. A lot of things seem a bit upside down in the midst of permanent shift. Interest rates were once too high, now too low. Same for inflation. Trains, planes, and buses, now bad. World trade was good, now only medium. Deficits used to matter a little more. Record collections and office buildings were once useful. Personal savings rate, in particular, are acting oddly. After decades of being too low, now some economists are concerned they are too high. According to Moody's.com, the savings rate jumped to unprecedented levels as a March 2020 to May 2020 decline in personal consumption expenditures, PCE, of $1.36 trillion and an identical $1.36 trillion year-over-year gain in personal disposable income, both made their way into a $2.76 trillion increase in savings, which is roughly 20% of annual PCE. It's also a tad larger than the $2.3 trillion of support the Fed has pumped in over the past few months, maybe half of which is included in the disposable income number. Who doesn't like free markets, but the Fed has learned from the past and is creating liquidity until people can get back to work. In that sense, big government spending to stop a threat, more typically in wartime, has been seen as expansionary for a long time, and it may be the case again. And if inflation is a side effect, it's good timing from current near zero levels. While some economists are concerned about a liquidity trap caused by indifference between holding cash versus low-yielding bonds, history suggests that a time of job disruption is a creative time as weak returns and idle labor can drive innovation. This time, because there is more fresh powder than usual seeking better risk-adjusted investment returns than offered by current yields, there's a case that we are on the front end of a very productive entrepreneurial period. Modern factors like knowledge and communication are now nearly free, even while college and real estate are the most expensive they've ever been. The recent savings rate spike may simply be the beginning of a period of freed-up capital thinking about how to redeploy to best use. Suddenly, to many around the world, the expense of commuting, the office space, and the infrastructures that have built up around them have proven to be at least partially unnecessary. A lot of the wealthiest in society have all just been taught they can save the time and effort of going to the bank or to the store. New, more efficient habits that are historically slowly adopted over a generation have just been universally adopted in three months.
that change opens some doors. In the near term, the economic aftermath of the 1918 pandemic is a hazy guide to our future. See the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, November 2007 publication on the issue. Because just as the economy was recovering from the effects of the 1918-19 flu, 2.6 million World War I service personnel were returning to civilian life. To make matters worse, the young Fed began raising rates, a mistake repeated in the Great Depression. The loss of life in the 1918 pandemic was terrible, with over 650,000 American deaths out of a population of 100 million, primarily within the prime ages of 21 through 49 years old, the prime years of life and economic contribution. Given how terrible the loss of life was, it's surprising the admittedly sparse economic data isn't worse. According to the Economic Almanac for 1946-47, to which was published by the National Industrial Conference Board, or NICB, unemployment rose from 1.4% in 1919 to a peak of 11.7% in 1921, a level already surpassed in the current pandemic. The NICB also estimates that national economic income doubled from $29 billion in 1915 to $61 billion in 1920, and specifically 14% growth in 1917, 12% in 1918, and 10% in 1919. All positive and all better than we are likely to see for 2Q 2020, mostly due to final spending on World War I industrial equipment, but with returning service personnel and rising unemployment, the country was soon in a post-war recession, with the National Industrial Conference Board estimating the national income fell to $49 billion in 1922, a drop of nearly 20% in two years. As now, the market didn't like the approaching pandemic, with the stock market down 31% in the 12 months ended November 1917. But by July 1919, the trailing 12-month return was a positive 26% as the pandemic wound down. But by then, the returning soldiers caused a labor glut that created the 1921 recession. The market, as usual, saw it coming, and by December 1920, the trailing 12-month return was negative 24%, the worst that it got. Once the labor glut was absorbed, the roaring 20s ensued. Market Valuation So aside from the quick market recovery paralleling 1919, why is our market P.E. so high, and should we be worried about it? Are excessively optimistic views finding their way into not just quarterly letters, but also P.E. multiples? This letter is getting a little long, but here's what we found. Using Y-Charts data on Case-Shiller's cyclically adjusted P.E., basically price divided by average 10-year earnings per share, and 10-year and 1-year constant maturity government securities, we calculated the real earnings premium since 1953. That graph is below. And as an aside, you'll have to get the actual copy to see the graph. 
High PEs are the math of low interest rates, and so low earnings yields and bond yields are the result of low inflation. This equity yield data doesn't suggest to me that the current valuation is too high in the face of a pandemic, but rather attractively priced. The June 30, 2020 real earnings yield of roughly 3% on the S&P 500 is above the average posted since 1953 and reminiscent of 1962 and 1982, both the beginnings of bull runs. These comments are just part of what we think about every day. While the environment is new, in some way all environments are new. As students of economics and equity valuation, we continue to work hard to make our best estimates of the value of public companies and their potential contribution to our clients' investment returns. Thank you for your interest in Sterling Partners Equity Advisors, signed by me, Kevin Silverman, Chief Investment Officer at Sterling Partners Equity Advisors. My phone number, 312-465-7096. Just ahead is a discussion of our top five, bottom five, exactly as it appeared in our quarterly letter. And this is the audio version read by our senior equity analyst, Jason Ryder. Sterling, small cap value diversified. Q2 2020 summary. Highest performers, Green Dot Corp, Glue Mobile, Patrick Industries, Middleby Corp, Papa John's. Lowest performers, Innova International, LB Foster, Radio, Regional Management, Independent Group. Sterling Small Cap Value Focus, Q2 2020 Summary. Highest Performers, Green Dot Corp, Glue Mobile, Middleby Corp, Papa John's International, Patrick Industries, The Lowest Performers, Dependent Group, LB Foster, Oshkosh, Inova International, and regional management. Green Dot Corp. <clears throat> Highest performing security, Sterling small cap value, Sterling small cap focus. Green Dot is a conser- consumer financial service company <clears throat> providing a range of reloadable prepaid. Green Dot is a consumer financial services company providing a range of reloadable prepaid debit cards and cash reload processing services to both institutional and individuals with a mission to provide a full range of affordable and accessible financial services to customers. Green Dot's management believes that a long-term strategy will remain intact despite the impact of COVID-19 but is taking precautions by reducing expenses and drawing down the full $100 million available under its revolving credit facilities. We own the stock on the thesis that the company would continue to gain market share with its no real estate, low cost model, and that consumers will would increasingly gravitate to the convenience of online commerce. Glue Mobile, highest five performing security, Sterling small cap value diversified, Sterling small cap value focus. 
Glue Mobile is a leading creator of mobile games with a diverse portfolio of original and licensed IP titles, including Covet Fashion, Deer Hunter, Design Home, Diner Dash, Adventures, Disney Sorcerer Arena, Kim Kardashian Hollywood, and MLB Tap Sports Baseball. Glue Mobile recording... Glue Mobile recorded strong Q1 revenue and bookings growth year-over-year of 15%, including record bookings from Design Home. The company raised full-year 2020 bookings guidance to the range of $490 to $500 million with a successful launch of Disney Sorcerer's Arena and Tap Sports Baseball. We continue to believe in the economics of the video game space over the long term. But on this one, both the valuation and direction of the involvement fundamentals will limit our exposure as we monitor management as it executes its strategy. Patrick Industries, highest five performing securities, sterling small cap value, diversified sterling small cap value focus. Patrick Industries is a manufacturer and distributor of component and building products for the recreational vehicle, manufactured housing, marine, and industrial markets. Our thesis on Patrick is, again, a view that leisure is in a long cycle of gaining share of the economy, as Patrick Industries is a supplier of multiple recreational vehicle companies. Patrick lost production delays and had negative impact from COVID-19, but started the year with, a pos- with positive momentum with all their segment and markets. During the quarter, Patrick took steps to contain costs by leveraging their high variable cost business model to manage through these uncertain times. We see Patrick as a beneficiary of entrenched favorable trends in the recreational vehicles and marine markets and will be patient while the management team executes on their strategic plan. Middleby Corp. Highest five performing security. Sterling small cap value diversified. Sterling small cap value focus. Middleby Corporation is a global leader in the food service equipment industry. The company develops, manufactures, markets, and services a broad line of equipment for the commercial food service, food processing, and residential kitchen industries. Middleby Corporation is a new addition to our portfolio. Although we've long admired the consistently good returns generated by the business, we believe that the leadership will manage well through this global pandemic. Management has indicated actions to ensure uninterrupted services to consumers and goals of reducing cost structure for expected revenue declines. Historically, most of its sales are replacement and upgrades in conjunction with new menu initiatives and operational improvements. During this pandemic, Middleby will focus on supporting transitions to more delivery, drive-through, and carry-out business in addition to workplace safety. We own the stock on the thesis that the company will continue to gain global market share with its portfolio of niche brands in the food service equipment industry. 
and proven management leadership to execute well through business cycles. We are pleased to own this very high-quality company at a once-in-a-decade valuation. Papa John's International, highest five performing security, sterling small cap value diversified, sterling small cap value focus. Papa John's is one of the world's largest pizza delivery and carryout companies with 5,343 system-wide company-owned and franchise stores located in 49 countries. Not only is pizza delicious, cheap and fast, but it may have also been a savior to many during this global pandemic as Papa John's kept its stores open in North America and most markets during COVID-19. Papa John's reported a Q1 2020 increase of 5.3 over the prior year for system-wide North American comparable sales. As cities continue to see spikes in more COVID-19 cases, we believe that Papa John's will benefit as a reliable food option. We like the food delivery pizza business as a fast way to get hot food to a consumer and serve only gets better as with the use of technology. Management recently restructured the C-suite and board to make a strategic change to complete, compete with others in the industry. We look forward to seeing this team execute on their plan. Innova International, lowest five performing securities, sterling small cap value diversified, Sterling small cap value focus. Innova is a provider of online financial services to non-prime consumers and small businesses, providing access to credit powered by its advanced analyst analytics, innovative technology, and world-class online platform. Innova's management believes that it's Flexible online lending platform enabled the company to adapt rapidly to the market conditions driven by the COVID-19 pandemic. Innova is a focus on supporting their existing customers and reducing originations to address risks in the current environment. Our thesis on Innova is that digital transactions will continue to move toward a dominant share in the financial industry with a low-cost, high-service model. L.B. Foster Company, lowest five-performing security, sterling small-cap value diversified, sterling small-cap value focus. L.B. Foster is a manufacturer and distributor of transportation and energy infrastructure products and services within locations in North America and Europe. Foster had a decrease of 14% in the quarter with the difficult market conditions caused by COVID-19. On the positive side, LB Foster's backlog did increase during the quarter. Management indicated at the end of Q1 that the rail products and services and construction products segments were experiencing steady proposal activity and continuation of planned projects. We believe that the company's strong product slate will gain market share over the long run 
as infrastructure spending both in transportation and energy drives stable growth. We expect management will use free cash flows to reduce debt, helping grow the EBITDA margin at ROI. At the current price, we believe Foster offers an attractive long-term return. Credio, lowest five performance security, sterling small cap value diversified. Credio is an online advertising platform designed to deliver advertising across all channels. Our thesis is that advertising spending will continue to migrate to online and mobile from TV. And Credio is positioned to benefit from that continued migration. Critio looks like a compelling value at three to four times forecasted EBITDA. It's cheap because there's a view that the technology Critio uses to identify potential customers for clients is losing its competitive advantage in the face of rising regulation and closer scrutiny by Google. Quarter over quarter revenue declines have been slightly down as the company evolves its ability to to present ads. We believe all evidence points to Critio's continuing ability to maintain market share in its niche. We continue to monitor this name very closely and are intrigued by the opportunity perhaps to have purchased it at a tremendous bargain, but time will tell. Critio did end the quarter with $437 million in cash, up $18 million from the prior quarter. Critio added over 110 new clients and maintained client retention at close to 90% for all solutions. In the quarter, Critio launched Critio Partner, its global partnership program for reseller agency. Regional Management Corp. Lowest five performing security. Sterling small cap value diversified. Sterling small cap value focused. Regional Management is a diversified consumer finance company, providing loan products primarily to customers with limited access to consumer credit from banks, thrifts, credit card companies, and other traditional lenders. Regional Management increased its position for credit losses in the first quarter from the prior year period due to adding an allowance for credit losses related to the expected economic impact from COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic. Management believes that its omnichannel approach to servicing its customers by providing them with multiple avenues to make payment will help them through this difficult time. In addition, regional management has strengthened its balance sheet and improved its underwriting, capability, underwriting quality over the past several years in anticipation of a reversion of the credit cycle. We own this stock on the thesis that the company will continue to gain market share and lower costs on easy-to-understand loan products and consumers will move to the convenience of online commerce and lower costs for lenders. The Pennant Group, lowest five performing security, Sterling small cap value diversify, Sterling small cap value focus. The Pennant Group is a holding company of operating subsidiaries that provides healthcare services through 65 home health and hospice agencies 
and 53 senior living communities located throughout the United States. Panda Group did not perform well versus other hold- holdings despite strong operational results as the company continues to finish its spin-out related transition and confronts the impacts of the global pandemic. Panda Group plans to capitalize on opportunities to expand its business during this time with a strong balance sheet and compelling growth opportunities. This business benefits from the aging demographics of the U.S. population, a thesis we have long invested in, providing a broad spectrum of skilled nursing and assisted living services, physical, occupational, and speech therapies, home health and hospice services, and other rehabilitative healthcare services. Oshkosh Corporation, lowest five performing security, Sterling small cap value focus. Oshkosh is an integrated global industrial designing, manufacturing, and servicing company across a broad range of access equipment, commercial, fire and emergency, military, and specialty vehicles. Oshkosh Corp. reported lower revenue by 9.75% in Q1. 2020, which was expected with the global economic shutdown from COVID-19. In addition to the lower sales and access equipment segment, backlog in the access equipment was also lower at the end of the period. Some of this revenue decline was offset by the defense segment. Oshkosh has a strong balance sheet and its ability to weather the storm for the long term. We have owned this stock for a long time with the basic thesis that the company is a world-class competitor in several stable markets with entrenched competitive advantages. A long period of recovery has demonstrated the skill of Oshkosh management, and the stock has performed nicely in the recent years. Thank you, Jason. That's the end of Sterling Partners, Equity Advisors, Summer 2020 Quarterly Letter. See all our disclaimers at www.sterlingpartnersequityadvisors.com. Thanks for listening, and if you like this format, please drop me an email at ksilverman at sterlingpartnersequityadvisors.com. So long, everybody.